0: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge.
1: What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law.
0: Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local, toll-free number, bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. We've talked about Paul Hornan, and he's one of the greatest football players ever. The first, in fact, in pro football history to win the Heisman Trophy, to be selected first in the NFL Draft, win the league's most viable player award, and be inducted both the Pro and Collegiate Halls of Fame. Paul, of course, attended Notre Dame, where he's such an outstanding athlete. He played on the school's basketball and football teams, but it was football, of course, where he excelled as a running back, quarterback, place kicker, punter, safety, you name it. In fact... Paul Hornan is generally considered the greatest all-around football player in Notre Dame history, and we are delighted to have him with us today. Paul, thanks for joining us.
1: Well, thanks for all those kind
0: words. (laughs) Paul, when I mention Notre Dame, what's the first thought or memory that comes to your mind?
1: What I really think about is, is what Notre Dame afforded me, the wonderful opportunity to go to a great school with a great athletic program and, and a great academic program. And uh, I think in our day, it was pursued so much, and there was so much talk about scholastics. And uh, I was one of the ones who was very glad that that happened because, you know, it helped me to realize that I was at a tough school as far as academics were concerned, so I better keep my shoulders to the wheel because this is going to be a tough four years and and it was it was a learning experience and uh, it's one of the great experiences that I've ever had those four years at Notre Dame.
2: Paul Clark mentioned that you won the Heisman in 1956. How surprised were you to win it on a 2-8 and eight team? I believe you're the only Heisman trophy winner ever to play for a losing team.
1: Well it was unusual you know I had a lot of votes as a junior I think I think that helped more than anything So by the time I got to be a senior, I was kind of like the favorite, or the guy who got most points as a junior, as far as the Heisman Trophy was concerned. So even though we were two and eight my senior year, uh, you know I'm kind of proud that uh, nobody else in the history of college football has ever won the Heisman Trophy on a record like that. So uh, you know I've always considered myself a very lucky person as far you know as winning awards like that. With, with the record that we had. So uh, looking back, I enjoy
2: it. How'd you lose eight games?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
2: don't <end me. laughs> it wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to the wrong guy. Uh, that senior year are yours, Paul, of course, you, you not only led uh, Notre Dame in passing, rushing, scoring, kick returns, punt returns, and punting, but in your spare time you led the team in passes broken up and you were second in tackles and interceptions. A, how did you ever wake up? during the week to go to class, and B, how did you do it? I mean, now everybody's a specialist.
1: Well, you know, that, that's the way I had played football all my life. I always played on the defensive side of the ball in, in high school and grade school and, and all the way back. I don't ever remember playing the game where I got too much time off on the sideline. So by the time I got to Notre Dame, I was well-schooled in, in what you had to do playing all, all those positions.
0: We're speaking with former Notre Dame and Green Bay great Paul Hornan on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkofamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of net. And, Paul, when you think back to everything you achieved at Notre Dame, what was your greatest accomplishment?
1: Well, I guess as far as the press is concerned, it was the Heisman Trophy off of a losing team. We were 2-8 and eight my senior year, and if I hadn't have uh, garnered so many votes as a junior, I don't think I would have been awarded that trophy. But I was, and it was a, a surprise and, and a wonderful surprise for me to be on top in the voting as far as the Heisman Trophy was concerned, off of a, the worst record team in history of the Heisman, two and eight. So that was a very enjoyable trip that I had to New York. I took my mom back to New York, and she enjoyed, I think, the trip more than I did. <laughs> so uh, you know, I always look back on, on, you know, the Heisman did me one great favor, you know, in selecting me. It was a tremendous thrill.
2: Paul, as a junior, you scored twice in offense and had two interceptions on defense in an upset of number four, Navy. So which did you cherish more, the touchdowns or the interceptions? And do you have that game ball?
1: No, I do not have the game ball, number one. And I don't know which you would enjoy more. I think defensively, you know, uh, when you make an interception, sometimes that turns the game around and, uh, it's a kind of a thing that's uh, a real no-no for one side of football and a, a great pleasure on the other side so uh, I think uh, I enjoyed making the interception a little bit more
2: you're one of only five players to win the Heisman and the NFL uh, MVP award as well which one uh, means more to you and, and where do you have them do you still have those trophies somewhere
1: oh yes I have the Heisman here in Louisville and uh I gave it back to Notre Dame. I had the trophy, you know, in 1956 is when I won to win the trophy. So I had it for about 10 years, and I gave it to Notre Dame. And they've had it up there ever since that time. So if I want to see the Heiser Trophy, I have to go back to Notre Dame. And when I do <laughs> go back to Notre Dame, I usually run by that thing every once in a while.
2: Take a peek at it, do you? <laughs> oh, Sure.
0: Paul, I I want to ask you about uh, the year after you won the Heisman, '57, and and particularly that College All-Star game. Now, you were on a team that included yourself, Jim Brown, John Jaguar Arnett, John Brody, Abe Woodson, Len Dawson, Tommy McDonald, Jim Parker, and you were coached by Otto Graham and Curly Lambeau. And yet, you lost to the Giants. How did that happen?
1: I really don't know because. Of all the teams I was on, that might have been the one with the most talent wow. in the All-Star game. But anyway, um, I really didn't care too much one way or the other after the game because I was on my way to Green Bay in the start of my professional career. I remember driving from Chicago in the All-Star game up to Green Bay with Ron Kramer. And Ron and I became roommates, and we lived together in the offseason. So we became very good friends, of course. I've always said that. I think he's probably one of the most talented football players I ever had the opportunity to play with. Uh, He was was our best athlete. There's no question about that.
2: Well, What was it like playing for Lombardi?
1: Well, playing for Lombardi was probably the highlight of our career. He was special. He had the opportunity after he left Green Bay to come back and had the opportunity to go to Washington. He did. I remember I made two or three trips to Washington when he was head coach of the Redskins. And he loved it in Washington. And he loved the opportunity to get back into coaching, I think, more than anything. So we enjoyed, Max McGee and I would go back every year to at least one game in Washington until, he, you know, he passed away and we, we, we didn't have anybody to go back to.
2: You know, one of the things that we all get asked about all the time, Paul, because we're all Hall of Fame voters, is Jerry Kramer. Why is Jerry Kramer in the Hall of Fame? Why are you guys keeping Jerry Kramer out of the Hall of Fame? I have no answer for that. I guarantee that because...
1: you one thing. I guarantee you one thing. I've asked that question more than you have. <laughs> and uh, I can't believe that he's not in the Hall of Fame. It really is. Four or five years ago, I wrote a letter who I thought was all the people who voted in the, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and you know, and, and tried to get them to acknowledge that, you know, this is a Terrific injustice. This was this was uh, along with Forrest Gregg. I think they were the two best offensive linemen in pro football during those days. It, it might have been an inability, uh, as far as the voters were concerned. When you when you saw our team and you were voting on three Hall of Famers in the backfield, Jimmy Taylor and Starr and myself, and then you had Forrest Gregg, who is another uh, Hall of Famer playing right tackle. So. It kind of overshadowed Jerry's abilities, but it didn't overshadow him. As far as we were concerned, I thought he was the best guard in pro football all the years that I played with him, and I think he was. And uh, the most terrific injustice I've ever seen in the NFL is Jerry Kramer not being in the Hall of Fame. I keep trying to push it every year to get him involved, and every time I come in contact with anybody in, in Canton, Ohio, that's the conversation we end up with. Maybe next year, it'll, it'll be the year. We all pull for it every year that he gets this opportunity to come into the Hall of
0: Fame. Like you, of course, we run ourselves. We've got to run to the next commercial. We're out of time. But I want to thank you so much. For the time you spent with us, and, and thanks for the memories. Thanks for bringing back a lot. Okay,
1: memories. thank you very much. Bye.
0: Thanks, Paul. That was former Notre Dame and Green Bay star, Hall of Famer Paul Hornan. Up next, one other Packers star, former safety Leroy Butler, should be in the Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.